0: 92 of chew on this a nerds united podcast i'm bj Vic. so we have uh this is a special episode because we have a couple of uh movies we're going to review one uh a very short review and then the second one uh a little more extensive but before we get into that um just quickly want to remind you guys that we are on patreon.com where you can go and sponsor us for as little as dollar a month and you get a shout out. And of course we have other rewards or different tiers, but that is patreon.com P A T R E O N.com forward slash chew on this podcast.
1: And of course we have hashtag West coast. Wawa. Like always, um, we just talked about last week, the mobile ordering, which makes it even yeah, lazier. I wish we
0: had that. <coughs> so I want to be lazy. I want to be like the people in Wally and just float around and in shit. In chairs. <laughs>
1: Uh, So yeah, hashtag West Coast Wawa, mobile ordering, and they have rewards now.
0: Yeah, except we're not being rewarded because we don't have a Wawa here, which sucks. (laughs) Wish we had that Wawa. Anyway, so before we get into our major review, um, I'm going to go into uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets for a little bit. I know Vic didn't watch that movie. That's a long title. It's a long title, yeah, which uh, that always is never good it's either that or you say John Carter and those are both bad. So you have to like have something that has a really cool title. And so my
1: prediction for this movie, which is why I didn't go see it was because it just looked pretty and it didn't show any substance in the
0: trailers. Well, you would be right. Uh, the major problem with Valerian, um, and I knew this from the very beginning is that the two people that they cast as leads, uh, Clive Owen hasn't done anything in a really long time. He's in it. Uh, Ethan Hawke is in it, which it took me a few minutes to even figure out who he was because he's like this, uh, he's only in it for a few minutes, but he's like this uh, club owner. And Rihanna's also in it, which surprisingly, I really liked her performance. Uh, she played this really cool character that could transform herself uh, in this like really cool. Jazz uh, club act that she does. So Um, she
1: finally transformed herself into a decent actress. Yes, she did. (laughs) Because she was terrible in
0: home. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She's not
1: not. not And that's an animated film, and all she had to do was talk.
0: (laughs) No, this (laughs) this I I really liked her performance. She played an alien that could transform into different uh, things and change clothes like before your eyes. It's a really cool performance. It's kind of very reminiscent of this movie's very reminiscent to me of fifth element and a same big director. reason why it's the same director. But this, one of the big problems about this movie is that it was written a really long time ago. So by not doing it a long time ago, we've seen this movie a thousand times. So it's, it's a movie of a thousand times. Um, and we've seen it before. And so watching this movie, it's like, I could predict everything that was going to happen. It wasn't a big deal. Now, visually it's gorgeous, like avatar gorgeous. Um, very CGI, you know, heavy, but majority, it you, you kind of like fall in love with this like environment. And I just really wish they had better leads. They had no chemistry. These two people, um, we've already seen them in other movies like, you know, the, the one lead he's in Spider-Man, Green Goblin. I didn't even like remember his name. And then Cara Delevingne, who played the, the Enchantress, w- Enchantress and, uh, Suicide Squad, Suicide, well, which was awful. <clears throat> uh, so that was a big problem. But the movie is pretty predictable. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know if anyone out there has already seen it. I don't want to spoil too much. But essentially, it's like this this race is uh, wiped out. But some of them were able to escape. And they're trying to rebuild their civilization. But nobody knows about them. They've been in hiding for many years, trying to rebuild. And the government is, uh, is trying to hide it. You know, Clive Owen's character is trying to hide it because it was him that ordered these this battle that was over this planet and the ships fell and like just destroyed the planet and all these species. So that's kind of like what it's about. But this 1000 planet thing what's really cool about that is that at the very beginning of the film they do this like Star Trek thing where they show the space shuttle go up and then they show some other exploration ships go up and then eventually they built like this big space station in space. And then the space station starts welcoming the Koreans and the Russians and all this stuff. And then eventually, like 200 years in the future, an alien race comes by and docks on it. And then they, you know, so there's this whole sequence where alien after alien is docking on the space station. The space station is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then pretty soon you have literally, it represents a thousand different planets. And it's huge. And it's so big that they're worried it's going to fall to earth. So they push it out into space, really far into space so they can keep growing it. So it's it, it in that aspect, some of the, the parts of it are so cool and so well-written and I was like, Oh wow, that's original. I like that. And, but then the rest of it just kind of, it's, it's pretty standard shit. Um, the, uh, before I, we move on to the next movie. There is one particular thing that they do that I thought was genius is that, they have these uh, people that go to this planet, and they put on these VR kind of masks. And when they do that, they're they're actually entering an alternate like universe that's there. Like they're kind of overlapping, but they have to wear this thing in order to see it. And then they have to carry this box around that will transport items that you buy or get from this alternate universe into this box, and then it will come out into their their universe. So hmm. it's pretty unique. Kind of hard to explain, but when you watch the movie and this whole sequence that they do with that, you're going to be blown away because nothing. I've never seen anything like that. It was super cool. Rest of the movie it could give less initiative to. So the fact out. that
1: you just praised
0: like a, <laughs> a sequence a
1: very futuristic Amazon Prime, <laughs> pretty much. It's <laughs> the highlight so of the like, movie. Yeah,
0: so like these people, they come to, they come to this planet. There's literally nothing there. It's just desert, right? But as soon as they put on this this visor, they can see this huge marketplace and they carry around this big box with them. And when they come upon something they want to buy, they put it in this box. And then when they're done shopping, they take the visor off and then they can transport or take this stuff out of the box in their own reality. It's really trippy. And then, and of course there's other things that they do in there too, but um, really, really neat. But um, I I think this movie for me, I think I want to say to two chainsaws, What's um, uh, your diversity rating? Yeah, diversity, uh, Jan Brady-ish. Um, but uh, I would wait. I mean, those of you that haven't seen it, I would wait for DVD or wait for Netflix or something like that. But this like is that. probably
1: one of those movies that if your IMAX is playing it, you should probably
0: go see it just for the visuals. For the visuals alone. Like I, it's I, not I, Transformers bad where you save your no, money. Oh man, it's, it's gorgeous. It okay. is, even on the smaller screen, it was gorgeous. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'd wait for it on uh, – on, uh, streaming.
1: All right. So unfortunately for me, I not, I guess fortunate for me, I did not go see Valerian cause I kind of guess that that movie didn't really have anything f- going for it. And the only way I was going to go see it is if it was like in the 70 percentile and it was playing in my IMAX. Yeah. So neither of the, those things happened. <laughs> so well, in
0: I, the same weekend, a big movie came out that right, we've been looking is, forward um, to for a long time,
1: which is Dunkirk. It's, it's Christopher Nolan's, uh, Christopher Nolan's movie. Um, just a heads know. up, I was I was dog ass sick, so I didn't even go see. You it still the sound premiere. sick. <laughs> I didn't see it in the premiere. <laughs> I was actually hallucinating at some point in time uh, during be- the night before. I think I was, or two nights before this movie, <laughs> I was hallucinating. Really bad. <laughs> you gave your tickets away. Yeah, I did. Uh, really bad hallucin, like boring hallucinations too. I was lying in bed, thinking about. Grocery shopping, putting boxes together, (laughs) like why I had to stack boxes together, and like literally was stayed up all night trying to figure out why I couldn't put these boxes together (laughs) that didn't exist. (laughs) And, uh, Those are the worst kind so, of dreams. So it wasn't even a dream. I was wide the fuck awake, <laughs> and that's how sick I was. <clears throat> I was like cold sweats and like fucking shivering and these fucking imaginary boxes. I have Did no you one... ever figure it out? No, I, I, I almost. I was thinking like at the same time I was like in this in in an escape room too. Oh wow! Yeah, like I had to put these boxes together to figure it out, and I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> There's no fucking boxes. I was just sick. So I did not go see Dunkirk opening night. I saw it like two days later, like sweating. So apologies to the guy next to me. <laughs> I saw it alone.
0: Like, it's probably an old sick right now.
1: I probably just imagined that I went to go see it too. Yeah. It's probably- you were
0: telling me earlier about the velociraptors. Yeah. And the- <laughs> it was really
1: weird during the movie did when the clam- velociraptor showed up. <laughs> Offering ice cream,
0: <laughs> flying them to Marty fly. McFly. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, but so Dunkirk. Yes. So we were uh, we were both pretty interested in this movie because a it's Christopher Nolan and B it's a movie that is based in history. So we were not going to get like a spinning top at the end of the movie. Like there is going to be a definitive, like definitive ending. And if you didn't know the ending, you could Wikipedia it and it would actually tell you the answer. Um, right off the bat. My initial reaction was this movie is gorgeous. You didn't go see it in IMAX. Of course I no, did. No. And he filmed, I would say like 70% of the movie in IMAX. Oh wow. And it, it's in 70 millimeter too. So it's, Gorgeous.
0: I bet um, you those aerial scenes were pretty yeah, the, the, good.
1: Yeah, any time they were panned out on the beach or in the water and, and in the sky, it was full-blown IMAX, like full-screen IMAX. Oh, it was wow. gorgeous. Um, but leave it to Christopher Nolan to give me a historical movie that's not fucking linear. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was really confusing. The begin- Well, at the very beginning, it says... Like, like uh, three parts. There's three parts, so it shows one scene, and it says this is a full week. I think that was the beach scene, and then another one was uh, an hour, a, a, a day, and that day. was the 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 guy on the boat going toward the beach to help soldiers, and then the aerial battle was one hour. Okay, and the what he did, and I don't even know if I can explain this correctly, but he filmed all three parts separately. And they're all happen at different times. Yeah.
1: He basically like Tarantino this
0: I, like all over the place. Yeah. But then it all converged at the end. All three sequences. Kind of. Converged. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. I, I don't. It, it's, it's, a, it's like, this might he be, he can't make a normal fucking no, movie. He can't, he can't which if is he fine. Made,
1: if he made like, like a poem, like if he based a, a movie off roses are red yeah. It would be, like, four hours long, and, like, there would be no rhyming.
0: No. Like,
1: you'd be, like, all over the place.
0: Yeah. Um, Violets would come first. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then you'd have to figure it out at the end with the spinning top. Yeah. Um, but that being said, this might be the first movie that's nominated for an Oscar that probably has a page of dialogue. Yeah. I There's mean, it, barely any dialogue in this movie, and this movie starts right off the bat with suspense. Yes. This is somehow a historical retelling of the miracle at Dunkirk where there is barely any dialogue and it's basically it's basically like a
0: survival type movie.
1: Yeah. It's I, unlike it's really unlike any war
0: movie I've ever seen. Well because he takes out all the clichés. There's a lot of cliches that you. I mean, even like if you watch Save and Private Ryan, there's always a cliched character, a cliched scene. You know, there's characters don't matter in this.
1: The characters there's no there's barely any names I think given in this movie. No, no, very little. (coughs) There's There's really there's really no main character either. No, there's no protagonist. No, it's that's the crazy thing too. Like halfway through the movie, I'm like, this movie is just Dunkirk. It's not about any one. I mean, yeah, there's like a there's an underlying story about that one guy that uh took the other officers like he's actually german yeah but that wasn't really like a big reveal or anything major no it you kind of just... knew that from the beginning but like it's it's crazy that there's there's no real main character in this movie at all it's just it, it's like you're watching this thing unfold and this this it's like if you went to like a fair and you're watching all these people do certain things and the fair ends at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. Like you're just watching a whole bunch of people do a whole bunch of shit and then the fair ends. And that's basically what this is. You're just watching a whole bunch of people trying to survive, doing a whole bunch of different shit, either getting killed or, and it as for a war movie. It's not very violent.
0: There it's was not barely bloody. any blood. There at was all. more violence like in wonder woman, you know, that yes. sequence yeah. than there was. In yeah, this. there was, was crazy, and he
1: he did it very artistically. I remember looking at the scenes where the Germans were attacking them, and even when people got shot, I, he it seemed like he made it a point to not make the blood and the violence, you know, a main component of the movie. It was right. just more about. It, it was very suspenseful. Like, yeah, extremely very extremely suspenseful. Yeah, I mean the music was crazy. I I wonder who did the music.
0: Uh, it had to be this. I was like, did he did the music for the Joker in the Dark Knight? Because like, oh, that would have been Hans because, Zimmer then. Yeah, because they had music in that that just drove the tension even higher. Um, and it's a, nonstop. No, it, yeah, it's nonstop. You don't know what the hell is going to happen. Um, you know, like I said, there's no main character. There's three stories that they that they that they go over. Like one is about these two guys that are trying desperately to get off the beach and they're doing all these different things to try that to try to do that. Right. Um, one of which was so stupid at the end when they all jumped in that boat, that was like, that was stranded. It was Hans Zimmer.
1: Oh wow. Of course. Okay, well, that makes I think, a lot of sense. I think like Hans Zimmer and Christopher Nolan
0: are kind of like John Williams and Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. George Lucas. Um, but yeah, there's a scene where they jump in this boat that's stranded and then the water picks it up. But then there was like Germans, like, like taking shots at it, target practice, target practice. They didn't know anyone's in there. And the thing that freaked me out is like the most in the whole movie was that they were shooting holes in this thing. And the thing started to, to like, uh, take on water and they're like, we got to plug these holes. And that guy goes up to the hole. And I was like, what are you doing? And of course you get shot in the face. You know, I was like, Oh my God. You knew it was coming, but it was freaky. But I thought that whole sequence was so stupid because they're like sitting in this boat and it like floats out to the ocean and it starts dr- sinking and I think someone actually drowned in there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, there was hard. horrible yeah, exactly. scenes with with people drowning, like couldn't get out of the ships. And stuff. But here's it's the other awful. thing too: is that is that he he puts them in a situation, or his
1: history puts them in a situation where you give them a pass because all they want to do is survive and get off that beach. Yeah you know and and you're thinking like oh why the hell did you do something so stupid it's
0: because you want to live yeah you know and it it's otherwise they were just sitting ducks literally just sitting ducks just right. sitting there on the beach like because what happened folks is like they were in France and the Germans pushed them back and so like back onto the beach but they had no they, they had nowhere to go right like nowhere and the ships that were out at sea they were they were coming in to pick all the soldiers up, but the, sh- but the planes were coming and just dropping bombs and blowing. They the couldn't ships up. get to the carriers. They couldn't get there. And they even like made like a makeshift, like dock out of like cars, right. and, you know, for the high tide. Yeah. All this stuff to get way out in the water <laughs> so that the boats could come up and pick the soldiers up. Otherwise the boats would get stranded on the Island or on the beach too. So, um, but anyway, so the, You know, there's three stories going on. One focuses on these two characters trying to get off. There was another story about uh, an older gentleman and I believe his son and the neighbor's kid. Right. They get in a boat because they're like, we need to go to Dunkirk and get as many soldiers as we can off there and bring them home. Right. And then the third story is about what's Tom Hardy's character and another pilot and their dog fighting the, the Germans in the sky, which is exhilarating. So, so cool. I felt like I was like playing a video game, but a much cooler video game. Um, <laughs> you, which,
1: know you know what's crazy is that yeah. you're really emotionally involved in the characters that you do get to see constantly, like mm-hmm. Hardy and the guys in the boat and the, the, the civilians in the boat as well. And... I don't really know their names in it? No. And they barely have any dialogue, but you're emotionally involved just based on this just based on what Nolan's showing
0: you. Oh yeah, it's just it's riveting. I don't know, I can't think of any movie except maybe a documentary or something where you're so riveted and so drawn into these characters and there really isn't there's no I mean because we know about Dunkirk, we know about the you know, there's we know what happens with that, but what he's doing is is focusing on three different aspects, the air, the land, and the sea, and and putting those together, but doing it in a way like he did with Inception and with Memento. Like he's using his tricks on a World War II movie that happened in real life. I mean, so I just, I mean, he's an absolute genius. I mean, the movie doesn't, it's not like, you know the best thing I've ever seen, but it is a different type of World War II. It movie is a must see. ever see.
1: It, uh, you know, when I was when I was leaving the theater, I was like, "That was really good," but I don't think I could ever watch that again.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind not of what one it, of
1: those like re- I might rewatch it just so I can like figure out the timeline, right. Of when things start. Take your time converging. With it, Go to the yeah.
0: bathroom, grab something to eat. Yeah, yeah that kind of thing. but
1: other than that, it's not one of those things where I'm like, "Oh, I, I want to see Dunkirk again." Yeah, and that's not that's not saying that it's a bad movie. It's just saying it's it's I don't know what it is. It's something where it's like you have to go see it, but I don't I don't see myself saying like I I, got, I have to watch this again.
0: Well, it's not one of those movies where you're like you know The Hobbit or something like where you were. I, don't I watch see the once Hobbit. a year, but you know I watch the Lord ever. of the Rings once a year. So like, but it's it's a must <laughs> see. Like like Schindler's List. It's a must see. You right. have to watch it at least once really take it all in. And then I guess if you watch it a second time, take your time to watch it. But even, but even
1: Schindler's list, you, 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 you have a main character.
0: Yes. You know, know, this is,
1: I I don't know how to explain it enough where, where there, I've never seen a movie like this, where you're emotionally involved to nobody. Just, you just want these guys to get saved
0: overall. Right.
1: Um, there is a gripe I have with this movie. Um, okay, let's get the negatives
0: out. The,
1: well, I have two gripes. The Tom Hardy scene is my my biggest gripe of the movie. Oh, that's right, spoilers, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, spoilers. There's
0: spoil a scene the at ending. the
1: end. There's a scene at the end where he does this great thing. He, he saves. Uh, he runs out of gas and he saves the guys on the beach one last time. And instead of circling back while he's like basically gliding in the air he glides and lands like 20 miles away from anybody else and gets captured.
0: So well, he, I don't he know. He torches his plane and then just sits and stares at it.
1: Yeah. But the, but before that, he could have just like, I don't know like if physically he couldn't turn the plane around, but I, the whole time I kept thinking like, turn the fucking plane around. Yeah. Like, why are you gliding and Land landing? in the water like your why friend did. Why are you did. landing in enemy territory?
0: <laughs> Land you know? like your friend did. Land like, in the
1: water. See those 50 million boats you just like waved high to everybody that you just saved? Fucking land there, land. Yeah, they right should have. They
0: should have made it something in the so, plane, like a problem with the plane he that he couldn't, couldn't turn, turn. Like I, I didn't yeah. understand
1: that part. The other gripe I had historically was that he left out. He left out a lot of Indians in this movie. Oh yeah, I heard
0: that Um right So that. I
1: have a problem with that, and obviously we'll 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 talk about that and the diversity rating part of it or rate that aspect of it. But uh, it's it's you, you always get like the Hollywood version of a movie. Um, especially when you're doing like historical value, like, mm-hmm. you know, like Braveheart or what's, you know, Wallace did never, you know, fell in love or impregnated a French princess. Right. Good storytelling, <laughs> but he never did that. Um, but for something like this, especially to leave out like an entire country that helped, you know, remove those people off the beach. That's a pretty big thing not to, I, not to include. I
0: think he could have done it. I he mean, it, it. The, the movie's not like I don't remember being terribly long. It was No, it's not. It feels like it goes by pretty fast when you're watching it. Yeah, that I, I read all about that um the next day. Like you know, like we always do after we watch a movie, we just like go online and just eat up every all the information that we can. Right. And that was one thing that I saw that I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, they didn't he didn't do that. And I don't see why he couldn't have. Um, the only thing they mention is that that they you
1: know that the French people are there and that they kind of screw the French people in the beginning yeah yeah, um, and that 's about it, but there was a lot of there was like a lot of things going on that like that he left out historically, mm-hmm. so it was definitely a creative conscious effort to exclude them i 'd like to know why,
0: but i haven 't read anything as to why he did that on purpose no, and probably. Mm- <sighs> None of the answers are going to be good enough anyway, <laughs> because they usually aren't like, oh, well, we didn't have enough time. I'm like, oh, Look, you on. put Harry Styles in this fucking movie. You yeah. could have put, <laughs> put Indians in this
1: movie to help the British get off the uh, beach there. Right.
0: There were moments in this. So the movie, like when you're watching it, you really feel like you're there and you really feel like, like you're one of the soldiers going like, I need to get off this fucking Island. Yeah. And then when you're in the boat, you're like, oh, I gotta, we gotta get to the beach and save these guys. And then when you're in the air, you're like, we got to shoot these motherfuckers down. It's crazy. Like you, you're, you're really into it. So know?
1: leave it to like Nolan to actually shoot the shit on location, basically. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he actually, there, there were actual, those, scenes in the planes are so real is because he actually put the put imax the, cameras on, the, on plane. the plane yeah so when you're seeing i don't know how they did this but i love nolan's special effects in his movies he's very uh, minus practical, like isn't he? minus Honestly, inter, minus the ending of interstellar but <laughs> yeah. um, i love when he shoots things like this because he, he is practical with his effects yeah that's why a movie like the dark knight works so well because he blends them both together. If he could shoot it in real life, he will. And he did that for this movie and, and the production value
0: of it, you know, the, the beach is not CG. It's yeah. really there. Yeah. So there's some really, uh, really cool parts in this movie. Like he, he does this really good job of, so we'll look at this one story where they're on the boat with this old older man uh, who 's played by Mark Rylance who's an amazing actor, he was actually the BFG you know, which I guess that 's the reason why I, I like that movie because of him, but really good actor and then he 's got like his son on there, good actor, and then they have this like neighbor 's kid who like jumps on the boat at the last minute to help them. Um, that was really tragic. That really, really bummed me out because I was so pissed. They saved this guy who's like the last remaining guy. It was the Scarecrow. Yeah, Cillian Murphy. <laughs> I can't stand Cillian Murphy because it always reminds me of Batman Begins, the one line in the entire movie that I hated where he's just like, it's the Batman. Like right. that line, I fucking hate that line <laughs> every time. But anyway, he's in this movie, and you want to kick him in the nuts because he's such an asshole. Like, they pick him oh, up. He's,
1: but he's got, he's definitely got PTSD. Well, he's PTSD. got PTSD
0: or he's got Major. shell shock. Yeah. Major. But they pick him up, and they're like, we're going to Dunkirk, you know, because we're going to help all these soldiers out. And he, he has a fit to the point where they struggle, and one of the boys falls and knocks his head really bad to the point where his brain swells, and he literally dies. I kept yelling at the screen, going, turn the fuck around, take that kid back. Like, you need to help this kid. But he like lived for a little while longer because that's what happens. And, but when your brain swells all the way, then you're done, you know? Right. So anyway, the kid dies, but they keep it from the guy. They keep it from him. Cause they're like, well, we understand like, and we don't want to make you feel worse. But you
1: find out later. Why? Yeah. Because they actually had an older son Yes. or an older brother. The guy had an older brother. He had an older son who actually died, died. Um, in the war too. So, the sympathy for Cillian Murphy, I think, is yeah, Cillian it was. Murphy, um, is it explained, outweighed. yeah, it kind of explained at the end. Um, but even like a, a, a gripe like that, you're—I was pissed too. I probably would have like killed the guy. Yeah, but I don't know. Just the way that they filmed it, just the way that he films you kind of have the
0: sympathy too yeah and it, it, that's i mean this is really good really good filmmaking really good acting but these guys like they're on this mission and, and you're and you're sitting there like thinking about this like in the, as an audience member i'm thinking you're crazy like you're going you're gonna go to this total war zone you're gonna grab as many soldiers you can you're gonna get out of there like how yeah, is just this gonna picture
1: happen? picture like I don't know. Picture your
0: flying over, dropping bombs and shit on you.
1: Picture. There is a shit ton of people in like Tahoe and you got to drive your fucking SUV to like pick up all the soldiers to bring back to like Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Like that's basically what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going and it's, it's enemy infested too. Like you could be driving over the mountains and you could get killed Yeah, because like there's, there's, Germans everywhere or whatever you know what I mean like it's like that's what these are civilians going to save soldiers yes like so picture you're in your family van going to some place like a mall or something to pick up soldiers and while you're in the parking lot there's a chance you could get fucking shot and that's what these people are doing. We should make that movie. That sounds
0: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Make a parody out of Dunkirk. And I, I it was like
1: Red Dawn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the crazy thing is, folks, is like when you're watching this movie, you feel alone in that boat with them. But but what you don't know is like later on when they finally get near Dunkirk, they kind of pan out and like they, they start looking around and there's boats everywhere like tons to the point where they actually got 330,000 soldiers off that Island. I mean, off the Island, off the beach. I mean, that's how many boats there were. And there were a couple of big boats like normal military boats that like took a bunch of people off but you're talking civilian boats 330,000 people that's incredible right i mean that's just amazing feat all the while there's planes flying around machine gunning and dropping bombs especially on the bigger ships dropping bombs and the the ships are sinking and killing tons of people there i mean there's soldiers swimming around in oil in the ocean i remember that scene i was like oh shit get out of there get out of there and like the thing blows up and fire burns a bunch of soldiers and I was like, God damn! I mean, they did everything short of like having sharks show up and like start eating soldiers. <laughs> like, like there was like a million different ways to kill soldiers. It was crazy, but all very like applicable, like all very like realistic. Well, you know? they didn't. It wasn't didn't, final um, destination. It was like really like <laughs> real life shit. They didn't. Uh,
1: they didn't tell. He didn't film the scene or whatever. I guess there really was no way to film the scene where where Hitler actually tells his troops to call, like to hold back for some reason.
0: Yeah. It, it, that's the other thing I wanted to point out is that there's never a time where they shifted to the bad guys to see what they were doing or they went to, I mean, they, well, that's I,
1: one of the reasons why this, this miracle actually happens in real life yeah. is Hitler tells his troops not to advance. If Hitler tells his troops to advance, they're, fuck, they're, they're all fucking dead. dead. They're yeah. all dead. Yeah. But for some reason, he just decides not to advance his troops because he had him dead to rights. Yeah. And he just decides
0: not to do it. But they don't, they don't show that they, they I mean, every now and then they'll, they'll see the Kenneth Branagh character and he's kind of standing there and he's just like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Like this sucks, you know, but, I love this movie because they don't, we don't know what the enemy's doing. We don't know. They don't shift us to the President of the United States. They don't shift us over to Hitler. They don't shove us all over the place. No, it's all that, about. That's all cliche shit. Yeah, it's too. all about Dunkirk. It's all about what's happening there. And you feel like you're there. You don't know what's going to happen. you know. And it's just that, that, to me, I thought was amazing. So if you're like coming into this movie not knowing any historical fact about Dunkirk, that's I, I. almost dare to say that could be the best way to come see this movie. It's like be stupid, <laughs> to, because you know going in we know kind of like if you failed history
1: class you're gonna love this movie. You're gonna really-
0: <laughs> put that on the posters, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Dunkirk. If you failed history,
0: <laughs> got enough yeah. Dunkirk. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, it's filmed so beautifully, and, and it's it's stressful. There is a lot of stressful scenes but there's also scenes where you're jumping up and down like that scene when Tom Hardy literally like he uses up all his fuel he's going to crash essentially and before he crashes he takes another plane out literally just by gliding I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, because that plane had that ship dead to rights, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I don't know if
1: that—I don't know if his character had any historical value to it. I don't think
0: so either. I think that was totally Hollywood, but it just—it fucking worked because you're just like, "Yeah," you know. It's like you know the Karate Kid getting shit on through the whole movie, and then he finally kicks someone's ass, and you're like, "Yeah," (laughs) you know, finally. Uh, So yeah, yeah. I mean. It's a, it's a great flick, and Christopher Nolan is 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 one of these filmmakers out there. He's I wa- probably I he, want to dare say the top of the pile where he's on yeah, his game. I mean, I, every single movie.
1: I mean, I had gripes with Interstellar, but there's something captivating about unique. yeah. There's something captivating about the way he makes movies. Um, he's a really good storyteller. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't go too much in the realm of like, um, like a Kubrick. Mm. Uh, I, I know Kubrick's Very one of those, I, I know Kubrick's one of those Mount Rushmore's of filmmakers, but I, I'm going to have to say like, I, I'm not a big Easy Kubrick baby. fan. <laughs> Pull back a, baby. Yeah, I'm not a big pump Kubrick breaks, fan.
0: Nolan pump the brakes. we go back to Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell- Justice League Two. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <clears throat> but, uh, He's he's one of the filmmakers right now that he could put out whatever the hell he wants whatever and he people wants. are going to flock to it.
0: He writes and directs everything.
1: Right, because he his name on a film right now, if he's the director of a film right now, he 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 used to he's doing what Spielberg used to do. I remember back in the day when Spielberg was attached to a movie and you're like I'm going to go see that.
0: Yeah. I don't care Didn't what it's about. It is. Don't
1: don't care, I'm going to go see it.
0: Yeah, because I mean the name Dunkirk alone it, it's like Imagine yourself going to the movie theater and going one for Dunkirk, please. It's like it's not. He is the most bankable director yeah, right now.
1: Yeah, I don't think that, I can't think of another director that is as bankable. I mean, like think about like Joss Whedon, even during his um, adventures days when he did uh, that Shakespeare movie. Nobody, Nobody went to go see that.
0: that. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Everything true. that no one I still puts out is, seen it. <laughs> I still haven't seen me it. Either. But, <laughs> um, me
1: neither. But uh, I, I think he's by far the most bankable director that we have right now. Like
0: Spielberg, I, I can't remember the last time I went to go see a Spielberg film in the theater. I'd have to look. I mean, we'll have to do a, um, a retrospective on, on Spielberg and some of his movies. Because like, he is a lot in the. But the I last went, few that he's made have not been very bankable at all or haven't really been that great. No. Um JJ Abrams kind of took up a Spielbergian you um, know, way of filmmaking kind but of, yeah. you know has some But as some far as style. like
1: even even if J like whatever JJ's next movie is it better be new. I I don't um
0: Super 8 is very Spielbergian, but the rest of his movies were all sequels and shit. So
1: I don't get that same feeling though. I remember when I saw, when I first saw the trailer for Dunkirk, and I saw Christopher Nolan's name, I'm like, I'm going to see that. Yeah, I
0: I don't, I don't get that with anybody else. No, I mean even like you know Spielberg's got you know Ready Player One coming out, and I, I'm only excited because like I'm reading that book right now, and I love it. So I I just hope he handles that material. But I don't want to go see that movie because it's Spielberg. I want to see him do something original. I really want him to do something original. Um, He's not a writer though. No, but he's, he's just a good um, storyteller. Like he's, he's got good ideas and he has people, you know, write them for him essentially. But he comes up with scenes that are like, that are like thrilling and, you know, exciting and energetic and stuff like that. But he hasn't done that in a really long time. I didn't even see Lincoln. Uh, I haven't seen that either. I heard it's very, very good. But uh, I think Daniel Day Lewis like retired for like the fifth time too um so i don't know well i i'm anytime spielberg does like some sort of sci-fi thing i get really excited so we'll see like what happens because i i love i dug my minor report even though war of the worlds was strong i like that too so um anyway i don't know what else we could say about this movie
1: all right well let's go through the ratings let's go um let's go diversity uh, I mean, it's damn near. It's Casper. Casper it can't be any whiter than, than the sand, which that it kind of, which beach. it,
0: right. Which it kind of has to be, but except for the aspect, no, it of doesn't have to be. There, the, were, there was a
1: whole entire country that they,
0: that right. We, that they eliminated, that they didn't have in there at all. I agree.
1: So it, it's, it's very Casper, um, that it didn't need to be Casper. I don't think I'd like to hear why it was that Casper, especially when an entire country was involved that you, yeah. uh, that you uh, deleted from?
0: We haven't rated very many movies, Casper. By the way, I don't think we've talked about the rating system in a while, but, like, so Casper is, like, you know, we have diversity rating, but Casper is, like, it's just all white, you know. Uh, Jan Brady, which was the middle child of the Brady Bunch, that's kind of middle of the road. It's got some diversity. Um, and, of course, A Plethora, which we took from uh, The Three Amigos. A plethora? Um that's you know a lot of diversity. And and we're talking not just, you know, ethnicity but also gender and right. um, all types of inclusion. Basically
1: plethora should be like real life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in
1: America, plethora means real life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean that's essentially what diversity means. Like right. it's kinda crazy when you have to say diverse in America because all I have to do is just go to the store and open my eyes. And see that there's more than white people.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see more than white people. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was the deleted version of the sixth sense.
0: Right? They're like, um, yeah. Look, can we go back and uh, just put dead right there? Okay.
1: Yeah, I see more than white dead people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, Haley. That's not what we meant. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so very Casper is my rating.
0: I'm guessing yours Casper too. Right? Uh, yeah, Casper two. As far as chainsaws, I, I you know, I, I'm going to give it four chainsaws. Um and it's not a five for me. It's good. Don't get me wrong. The movie's really good. It's it's I think original, but it's not one of those movies where I'm just like I gotta see this more than <clears> once <throat> or I'm blown away or right. you know, all that stuff. So for me it's just four.
1: Um I'm gonna say four, four lightsabers. Um I, I do I do say that you you should see this in IMAX if you can. Don't go on FOMAX. Go to a true <laughs> IMAX theater, go see this movie. Don't watch it on your phone. (laughs) yeah um uh don't wait for it to go out on blu-ray or you know or 4k whatever it doesn't matter how good your tv is you need to see this in imax to to understand the scale and he did it on purpose there's a purpose for why he filmed the scenes that he filmed in 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 imax Mm. um so four for me um yeah
0: I don't think there's really much else to say about the movie. Spoiled it a little <laughs> bit, but if you read, you know, if you read history, you already or you know, know history, Ken you already what, know. You already know what happens. But yeah. but the way he filmed it is is very unique and um, very interesting. So go I mean, out and watch this. Movie yeah, I mean, I, sure.
1: I basically got what I thought I was going to get, um, a good movie. Um, and but it was served up in a way that I never expected to.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect um, it. To. I thought something very linear, but he.
1: No, he can't he just can't me. fucking do it. Just
0: can't, <laughs> can't do it.
1: Can't drive in a straight line, can you, Chris?
0: <laughs> and that's that's yeah, you know, that's why we enjoy him. So that's cool. I look forward to more shit from him. Yeah, I
1: don't even know what his next movie
0: is. <laughs> no clue which
1: Whatever it is, I'm gonna go fucking see it. Yeah, exactly. He could, he could tell me like his next movie is about like a piece of paper floating in the in like a
0: bathtub and i'm like that sounds awesome go see that <laughs> <laughs> if he directed the emoji movie would you go see it <laughs> probably <laughs> probably or right, that's a that's a big turd
1: yeah that might be the worst movie ever made for
0: like i kind of knew that though going in man uh, wow, sony so paid so much money for the rights to that it's fucking so, so dumb yeah. yeah so like i Good thing they have Spider-Man to fall back on. Yeah,
1: that's what <laughs> happens when you go away from Marvel, huh, Sony?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I'd stick to that, man. I <laughs> don't. Yeah, do, just don't. keep
1: letting Marvel make your other films. You that's can, you can, you can take a hit like Emoji Movie, but you know, kids will probably go see it.
0: I'm probably, and it's done low budget. It was like fifty million or something like that. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, it's well, not that's a good. huge
0: budget. I'm sure a hundred million by the time I'm advertising it shit, but. That's yeah. still a lot of yeah, money for this
1: movie. Like, I've never seen a movie that's coming out or, or releases with a zero rating for, like, oof. for like almost two days. I know.
0: It's, like, a 3% now. Yeah, 3% like, right it's now. Not, like, <laughs> it's not, The difference between, like, zero and three is not 93 and 96. It's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how bad of a movie, how bad of a cartoon do oh, you I have know. to even be? Even the worst cartoon I've seen is not a 3%. Like oh, man. Maybe 30, you know. What's the worst
1: cartoon movie I've ever fucking seen?
0: Oh, that would be a good one. It's a, like I'm trying to think matter
1: where I would say like it's a zero, like it's a, that that big of a piece of shit.
0: Well, they made a lot of animated movies. Like there, there used to be way more during the year. And yeah, but I have like, watched a Nut lot job, of cards, Not Job Two. You I've know, never like seen those, those kind of you know. But wing, even those, those wing. are still those like yeah.
1: But even those, they're they're still double digits, yeah. like forty or fifty percent, not zero. Yeah, or three percent. Like, oh, you know what? One of the worst cartoon movies I've ever seen was on Netflix. I don't even remember the name of it. It's not Cars Two, is it? No, it wasn't no, Cars no. Two. That, that's a piece of shit. But, too. but that's not a zero percent. No, um, it was. It was a movie. It was a cartoon that was dubbed in English, but was like a European cartoon. And it was fucking horrible. Like the person that the woman that they got now that the name of it's like really bothered me that I don't know it because my daughter used to watch it all the time. She loved it when she was like two or three. Great. It was fucking terrible. But like I used to to get a kick out of it because it was so fucking bad. The woman that they got to sing one of the songs couldn't sing like the actress that they got to to was do the Iron Fist uh, <laughs> I don't know it was it was fucking terrible and they, they've made like two or three of these there's like sequels oh, to this movie No too. but like <laughs> I don't know your I don't know so if much. the original I don't know if like the original voice actress was that bad but the English person that they got to dub this song was fucking horrible <laughs> and she couldn't sing
0: but little two year old like and she had a, like, I love and she it. had a she had a singing part like they should have probably asked her if she could sing. Or just got a different person to sing, <coughs> which is usually what they do. Just get someone know. else to sing it for you. you that know? movie was pretty bad. <laughs> not, I have to, I have I to know I? what it is now. Yeah, I got to look it up. Damn it. All right. <laughs> well, that's Dunkirk. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Dunkirk, the animated film, <clears throat> do which not still would see be emojis. interesting. No, don't, don't, don't go see Emoji. Just turn on your phone and text somebody Emojis. That's, that's, that's literally how someone came up with the concept. They're like, yeah. oh, I've never seen that before. Let's do this. And we'll just make it inside your phone and not out in real life. I'm like, all right. Um, yeah, let's not do that. And, and somebody not, actually said yes. Someone did it better when it was Wreck-It Ralph, <laughs> essentially. Oh, yeah. So, and the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph sounds awesome. Yeah they got all sorts of properties and shit in that movie, but we'll have to see how that goes. Anyway, well, that was episode... Fuck. Oh, episode 92. <laughs> well, we're getting so close to 100, I'm, like, losing track. Episode 92 of Chew on This and Nerds United Podcast. I'm BJ. Heck. Until next time, folks. Chew on that. Later.